Hey, Maggie. Hey, Anna. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and almost New Year. Oh, thank you so much. I know we're, we're creeping up on the New Year, and that's why today we're going to look back and look forward. Yep. We're going to be talking about some gender equality issues in the Mm -hmm. theater Mm -hmm. uh, for the last year and what we've got coming up on the theatrical docket. All right, let's do it. All right. So, Anna, I have been binge watching something lately that I think you might be interested in. It's called The Marvelous Mm -hmm. Mrs. Maisel. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, No, the closest I've gotten to The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, or is it Maisel? Or Ms. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel is reading Emily Nussbaum's critique of it. That way I get the sense of the story and her perspective. So oh, interesting. Yeah. You'll have to send that to me. I'll have to read it before I write oh, my yeah. own She's critique. Getting, well, she has, uh, she doesn't love it. Why is that? Uh, she thinks it's cloying. That is her word, cloying. I don't know what that Cloyingly means. Cloyingly sentimental. Like, oh, okay. like treacly, like nah. pandering. But it's not good. You don't want to be cloying. <laughs> <laughs> you learn something every Christmas. Well, yeah. I've, I've been enjoying it. Okay. Uh, but the reason that I bring it up yes. is that it very much is, you know, the story of uh, one person becoming a comedian, which is its own kind of story. But because it's the 50s and she's a mm-hmm. attractive woman, it mm-hmm. brings these other aspects into play in terms of her rise to stardom. And one of the big things that they hit upon, obviously, is like, why is it that we expect women to do nothing? Mm-hmm. I mean, not nothing, mm-hmm. but why do we expect them not to be a part of like this world that we've considered the man's world for so long? And a lot of mm-hmm. that, you know, we see in entertainment. She's a comedian, obviously. Um, but I was we were thinking about that in terms of uh, the Santa Barbara theater scene and like w- who is really uh, making a point to feature women, to feature women playwrights, to have female yeah. directors, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So we looked into this. Yes, yes. So did. tell me breakdown. all about your spreadsheet because you know I love a spreadsheet. Yeah, I I know you do and, and so do I. So what I did was um, – I grabbed the current season. So we only go back a little bit. And then it looks forward to a lot of shows that haven't been produced. Okay, perfect. So that's a little. And and this showed me the way we did it. It really showed me the limitations of this kind of numerical analysis. Mm -hmm. Because you can have a show that's got. I mean, like, if you went to see the Rockheads, for example, <laughs> you'd say, okay, there's a lot of women on yeah. stage here, right? But so so the numbers aren't everything, especially sure. with, with yeah, the characters. That's, that's an interesting idea because, yeah, I would not, as much as I love me some Rockhead thigh, yeah. I, I don't know that that is necessarily yes. the sort of, <laughs> you know, representation that right. we are looking at in terms of a feminist standpoint. Yes. So, so there are some some. You'd have to make me a good here. argument. Yeah, yeah. There are some productions here that I thought of as very kind of feminist that don't really emerge that way in the number of characters anyway. Okay. So um, we looked at and and again, I I picked companies that have like sort of seasons that are that you can see coming for a while. So so kind of bigger budget or budgety. Yeah, sure. Kind of people who have a season that they've announced already. It's December at this point. If you're going to do one play next October, we haven't heard about it. We don't know that yet. And and that excludes a lot of our smaller companies in town here that we, you know, like a lot. And 
you know, so mm-hmm. I, I feel a little bad about that, but because they're, they're doing some pretty interesting work with gender and maybe we should pot about well, that at mm, another time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I have SBCC, PCPA, mm-hmm. UCSB, mm-hmm. Ensemble Theater Company, and Westmont. Okay. Yeah. Those are like basically our big yeah. theatrical contributors right, right. in Stages. terms of having, you know, four yeah. or five shows per season. You know, they, u- they utilize mm-hmm. a lot of different people. Exactly. Perfect. So it seemed like a good place to start. Yeah. Okay. What'd you find? Well, I found that... Women are not doing too great in in this. How is that possible? Yeah. If you look at our theatrical community, it's like five to one ladies in the in the audience. If you check out the audience, in the mean? performers, in the artists. Oh, as the people who have the training, who are hanging out, yeah. wanting the good. The parts. people whose names that you find in the program, five to one women in terms of right. performers. Yes, they're th- strange, massively imbalanced that way yes and you can see that in you know in eighth grade you can see that (laughs) (laughs) it's like (laughs) oh that reminds me to bring up a tidbit uh about local news about one of our younger actors uh for later okay me later Uh, put a pin in that i put a pin in that and i think i know what it is and i will remember for you okay great so uh well all right so let's take um let's take westmont just i just yeah I didn't put in their student shows. They did like the because there's no access to those casts. Right, 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 right. Like uh, I know that notably the Purity Play, I think it was mm-hmm, called, mm-hmm. Uh, just came up, and that's super female centric. Right, and, um, but they're also doing No Exit, which I think of as a pretty sexist text. Anyway. But that's another student show. Yeah, I think that the student shows yeah, are kind of a different, kind of different ball of wax yeah. than like and what who knows what, what they're the people do at it. who are yeah. at the college institutional dis- yeah. Yeah. on okay. that level decide right. what people are going to learn. The so, student shows are different thing. Absolutely. So we have uh, we have two male directors, John Blundell and Mitchell Thomas, mm-hmm. very talented mm-hmm. directors who mm-hmm. certainly you can see in these numbers are gonna they make an effort to expand themselves into a you know balanced right view i would agree with that for sure so we have uh magic flute is coming up and see magic flute i wasn't sure what to do with because it's an opera yeah or it's a it's definitely yeah it's like a unique choice and they do these every year but it is but it's it's tough i mean that's yeah it's character distribution is Six uh, women and seven male characters. Okay, so, so six female, seven male. What is the is the flute male or female? The flute desire. I don't think the flute has gender. Uh, we we could ask the Fox News hosts. I know they have a lot of <laughs> opinions. I feel like flutes don't have gender, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Just uh, a maybe question magic to flutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I feel like if it has sentience. Oh yeah, I don't know if it does. Uh, that's a good question. Let's wait and see. Okay. If we f- when we see, I it, guess we're gonna we have to go see it. it. Oh, definitely. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> and then we have they did the Pride and Prejudice, of course, oh, of original course. novel written by uh, a woman, Jane Austen, mm-hmm. and Kate Hamill right. with the the th- theatrical product. And now I got the distribution of characters, but I wasn't sure how this went down okay. on stage. So four four men, male character, well, 
four male characters, <laughs> four female characters. And you and I are laughing because... The lovely William Blondell played yeah, the weird sister. Played the weird sister, which I think was... So almost all of that casting is sort of gender fluid. Yeah, I feel like it's... You're right. This whole number system in terms of yeah. how many... Are cast. Balls are on stage yeah. per character. Right. Like... Sorry, I was. <laughs> it's very. <laughs> that was fluid. the cleanest way that it came yeah. off of my. Oh, that's so, good. but it is a very like feminist centric play, just yeah. in the way that it takes the construct. So you're right. I think it's like mm, even if it's completely male driven, it could still be a very like female forward play. Exactly. Yeah. And or like like um, is it Bingley? Who's who's the the cad in Pride and Prejudice? Who's who's the bad oh. seducer? I forget the, That's the right. military that was, guy. That was played by that was played female. by a woman, and um, but then William was playing the, right. one of the sisters. So, but that's what Kate Hamill does. She likes doing. She likes to kind of flip it around. Sure, yeah. And so the whole thing had a very feminist sensibility. Yes. I'm not even going to say like a woman centered. It's like yeah, straight it's up like feminist. Feminist. Yeah, I give that one an A. Oh yes, definitely in feminist. It was a ten for ten. Ness. Um. And so that was Westbound. And now we have, let's go to UCSB because they did okay. some interesting yeah, stuff definitely. too. Like for also example. Also a Kate Hamill piece. Also a Kate Hamill piece. She's good. She's very hot right now. She is and with with good reason. Uh, so we have, I think Pride and Prejudice is the most produced or one of the top 10 or top three most produced I've heard shows. That, yes. Yeah. At the, at the regionals. So. UCSB did is doing three plays written by men, two play no, three plays written by women. Um, and see, now this is the misleading number. 36 male characters, 18 female characters, three male directors, two female directors. Um, but how is it misleading? The male characters is misleading because most of those pull from Hamlet, which if you look at the cast list, it the characters, there are 18 male characters. Right. But that is not at all how Erwin cast it. Obviously, right. Tadya was playing Hamlet, Hamlet. And and that vibe, that that choice went through the cast. Right. Uh, except for Ger- Gertrude and um Claudius were male and female like mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. are. But, you know, yeah, it, that one... It definitely had... For me, it yeah. had a very androgynous vibe in terms of the yeah, genders same. of each character. Like, mm-hmm. I was way less invested in the actual gender of the character yeah. than I was the story. Yeah. That's interesting. That's how I felt, too. Like, like I was thinking about Tadya's Hamlet, and I was like, was she playing... And I couldn't remember. Was she playing him as a male... Hamlet, or was she playing him as a woman? I don't think she or, was playing him as anything. I think I she was I just playing was. Hamlet the person. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Because it was very, yeah. like, stripped of gender. It was, and even that's kind of mirrored in their dress. They were wearing kind of yeah, anti-costume like, costumes. Yeah. and uh, Blacks. Black, like black and um, classic and, and very Sweatshirts. Fo- yeah, focused on the text, focused yeah. on the... the mobility of the text mm-hmm, i guess mm-hmm. yeah it was it was an interesting so production. in terms of like equality i find that one i also give that an a yeah me too oh yeah and also just to push against the maleness of hamlet right is pretty interesting 
so, and what did we think about that? Do we think that that was successful push? I mean, like, what was, I remember thinking in the bedroom scene, which is always sort of a key scene mm-hmm. for understanding mm-hmm. a director's interpretation of the text, I think, where he goes in and confronts Gertrude in mm-hmm. her bedchamber and mm-hmm. then Polonius gets skewered. The old knife. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can usually tell what's going on by that scene. Like, is Hamlet jumping on the bed with his mom? What's going on? You know, <laughs> you know what is going on? So I saw mostly rage in that. I, in I, that, yeah, I did too. that was kind of what I got out of it. Was like rage, like a little crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah, and and yet when I think every time I've seen it done by a male performer, it's more a specifically like, hey Gertrude, you have like violated the. The 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 sacrament of m- your marriage to my father who is dead, and I feel part of that. Like I feel part of that coming at me. You know that Hamlet feels like a surrogate of his mm, father. Okay, and this kind of specifically. Do you think that's a male performer driven thing or a male director driven? I mean, I because I mean I, I would hate I would hazard text, to say that but... it's mostly been played by a male act, right? I mean... <laughs> oh, yes. And Gertrude's mostly been... Well, no. Gertrude originally <laughs> historically. was played historically by a male performer. By a very pretty male performer. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe just a fat-bearded guy. <laughs> yeah, right. So that would change things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Your next assignment, know. fat, bald, bearded... Gertrude. Dude. Well, we're going to get there when we see Shakespeare in Love. At oh, BCPA. yeah. We get to check out the way it was. So that'll be fun. Um, but that's another topic. So okay. I would say, you know, on paper, it definitely looks like UCSB has gender equality as a goal. Definitely. Definitely. Like, that's the goal. Like, that's where they want to go. Yeah, and having spoken to the directors yeah. of a number of these things, I mean, that's always sort of on the forefront of yeah. of their their goals and their yeah. their visions for these pieces. I- exactly. So I'm going to say we, we felt like Hamlet was androgynous, Vanity Fair, super... Yes. Uh, feminist. Super Another feminist. A. Super oh feminist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Watson's Go to Birmingham. That's going to be directed by Risa Brainin. Laramie Project is is Laramie Project's one of those plays where they call people actor one, actor two, actor oh, that's three, interesting. actor four. Right. So you can do some some flexible things there with the casting, but wait, mm. the Laramie Project yeah. though, I mean do I not know what this play is? I thought it was about the the kid who died. Matthew Shepard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is. That's oh, it one. is. This is what I'm saying. Okay, great. One. So what I find interesting about this is it's not necessarily, I mean, I haven't read it and we haven't, and I haven't seen it right. yet, but I get the impression just based on the story. It's not of the actual, of the boy who was murdered. Yeah, I think it is. I mean. Yeah, no, no. Or I'm, is he depicted, you mean? Is that- no, no, what I'm saying, sorry, I'm, let me get to the point. What okay. I'm saying, the point here is, is that it's not necessarily a super feminist forward play, oh, right. but it is sort of a go against the the social norm play. Yeah, definitely. Which I appreciate. Right. Because it's not, I mean, the feminist thing is great, but also like a big part of that is like Xing out toxic masculinity. Yes. 
Which is this? Is Which I think that that's a, what the yeah. Laramie Project yeah. is about. It is. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> thank you. And so is Hamlet. <laughs> I mean, I could make an argument that Hamlet's oh, about that too. Definitely, but not that Hamlet. Not the Hamlet. Not that no, we no, saw. no 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 no. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then they're doing The Hungry Woman, which is about Medea, mm. uh, which is Cherry Moraga's interpretation of the Medea myth done mm-hmm. in a realistic setting. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be very Yeah, fun. just a spring of violence. Can't wait. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. And that has seven female characters and two male characters. Okay. So. Okay. So No, that's great. I mean, it, I love that. I mean, the program has so many talented female Yeah. And they have the highest percentage at 50% of female playwrights. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, and then, okay, and then we have, um, would you, who would you like to inquire about next? You know what? I just Mm -hmm. saw The Legend of Georgia McBride, an ensemble, which was very cute and very funny. And I I really did get as much enjoyment out of that as I would have out of a real drag show. Oh, cool. So... Let's talk about them. All right. That okay. Good. They're they're another case where like I haven't seen the legend of Georgia McBride, but mm-hmm. you know you could probably tell me if it has that kind of feminist sensibility that isn't really uncovered by the um, the numbers, shall we say, necessarily? Right, because it is mostly it's like it's like five characters. to one. Oh, there's one. Okay, because in the the layout of the script, I think it was zero. So I'm gonna. Oh no, no, no! His wife is played by a female. But 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 at the same time, like two of the uh, drag performers, you never see them as men. Or if you do, it's like it's for the value of sort of like, oh my god, there's another person under there. It's a little shocking, you know, because uh, not George McBride, but um, uh, head drag queen Miss Tracy Mills. She is always on stage as a female, except for like one two minute scene. Uh And the idea is that Georgia McBride is a straight cis male who is becoming a drag queen. So while, again, this is the same with the Laramie Project, it doesn't necessarily have a strong like feminist vibe. It does have a strong like equality vibe because they're like, hey, man, it doesn't matter if you're uh, a flamboyant gay man. Like you can still be a drag queen. It's an art form. It's not a, you know. So I think that it, it has that aspect to it which is very refreshing right okay and uh we had a female director for that one too right Right. the lovely jenny sullivan so but their their totals are five male playwrights zero female playwrights Ooh. and yeah well i know that the next one is a classic it's the old arthur miller yeah i have a real feeling it's not going to be androgynous or no But I was skeptical about the crucible. Remember my that's right, that's right, heavy yeah. skepticism. But you loved about it, that. and I loved it, and I thought it was kind of feminist too. What was before? Oh, you know what? The one oh, before though, that had a. F- uh, on, yeah, I would say paper, that it had a feminist yeah. vibe because yeah. it was all about this woman who was equally horrible to this horrible man. <laughs> that's well, that's so. If you're gonna just go ahead and say that we can be equal, like yeah, some women are bitches. Mm, mm. That's interesting because uh, the misanthrope, which I think it's based on misanthrope, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, he pretty pretty much. I would say everyone's horrible in it too, but yeah. Selly Men is definitely quite awful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that play. But there, there's, I know it is a great play. Um, <laughs> all right, and then we have so 
their playwright thing is way off. But yeah. um the and then the characters too, but like you said, Georgia McBride is a little misleading. Uh but but the total is twenty seven male characters, thirteen mm. female characters. Hmm. Which means, you know, there are fewer women employed as actors that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's problematic. What comes after Death of a Salesman? I can't remember. Uh, everything is Illuminated. Okay. Which, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's based novel. on a novel mm-hmm. also by a man. Yes. Everything's by a man. Oh. Dancing Lessons. Yeah, it's uh, a throwaway. A two, a two person. And that'll be directed by Sandra McLean. Oh, great. Yeah. And she's okay. she's, she's a very vibrant person so they had two female directors three male directors so that's not you know balancing these things out is not their goal um what's interesting is i do think that (laughs) even though like the numbers as we say the numbers don't show it in terms of like a specific gender equality male to female i i do think that they really made an effort this year to Mm -hmm. uh and while it may not be like women specifically, but to really represent a lot of uh, sort of underrepresented groups, you know, like the legend of Georgia McBride is very like LGBTQ friendly. Yeah. Um, the uh, everything illumin is illuminated. I know is like specifically about the Jewish experience. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You're giving me that look. Yeah, I think you're stretching that a little. (laughs) All right, all right. I mean, yeah, we have like mm, some lot of lot of privilege here. A lot of (laughs) uh, no cherry moraga on this on this list. Uh, (laughs) That's for sure. Um, In fact, one thing I've noticed about their seasons is they will often include uh, African American characters. Subject matter that that you know explores that experience, and Sandra McLean directs for them once in a while, and mm-hmm. she's African American, and I know some of their preferred actors are as well. But never, never that I can think of anyone who's uh, Latinx. Hmm. Like this community, it doesn't look anything like this community. That yeah, we live that's in. that is really true. That Since, is actually what I find a little bit even more horrific than the like lack right. of gender equality. Yeah, because at this point, I'm sort of like the ladies in this community are making it happen for themselves. Like regard, right. like they are making roles happen for themselves, mm-hmm. even yeah. if They're you know the institutions around. are not presenting yeah. that on paper. Like the yeah. ladies in this town are hustling. But I think you're right. I do think that like there is a huge weird shortage of actors of color. And I I know that that isn't the case with this population. I know, because although we have, I think, less than 3% African-American population in in Santa Barbara. probably a very small Asian population. Unless you get your feet on the UCSB campus. There you go. Yeah, that's very, it's much more. Yeah, that might account for the 3%. I don't know. I don't know. But we have like at least a 40% Latinx population. Absolutely. At least 40. And where are they? You know, why? I mean, why aren't we institutionally including them? Uh, Why are I, because I know they're trained. They're, you know, they have training. They just don't have a foot in the Well, I do think that a lot of this, like every single thing that we have talked about so far, is not, I mean, I mean, as much as we love Kate Hamill. Yeah. Like Pride and Prejudice, you know, yeah. these things are all very like, they're British. I mean, and I guess you can cast them with whatever you want. 
Yes. If you so chose to do that. And I know that the universities do make a choice to yeah. do that because yeah. they have, you know. Like the-, the Watsons go to Birmingham is about, you know, an African-American family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say maybe at UCSB it's it's fairly conspicuous. And PCPA has a very diverse casting pool. Yeah. So if we had done another layer, and maybe we should uh, at another time, but of of – race and ethnicity. Right. There's a, especially at PCPA and and UCSB, there's a big tilt between the characters as they were written versus how they're... How they're cast, how they're portrayed. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But I I mean, that's just sort of like, I think a lot of that is like, is sifting it through the filter of 2018, almost 2019, which I love. I think that's great. Like, I don't want to watch... A stage full of like I don't relate to a stage full of white people. Like I want yeah. a stage full of a diverse crowd that yeah. represents my experience. And you know, frankly, I'm just getting like super bored of the story of the white man. <laughs> I'm just like I've seen it. I know how it goes. They always win. <laughs> they always win, or they lose, or they get the girl, or they get into the safe, or they don't, and it's like. <laughs> I'm fully figured this out now. I've totally heard about it. <laughs> Have you watched Westworld? No, I haven't. Okay, it's really confusing. Like, there are 38 million storylines. Yeah. But I will say this. That that girl who runs the whole thing with the long blonde hair and the tiny waist, and she rides in on a horse with a, with a, with a bandoliero I'll, I'll across her chest. I'll watch anything with a horse in it. You know that. Holy crap. <laughs> she just takes down the entire building. Like, spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler but she just comes in with, like, guns are fucking blazing. And I yeah. was like, dang, girl, that's a Halloween costume if I ever saw oh, one. definitely. Hashtag put me on a horse. Definitely. They have classes like that at horse shows, you know, costume classes. You can just do that. We can I can just, just show up dressed like the broad from Westworld you and could. be like, put you me on a horse. absolutely could. Oh, thank you, And David. you would probably win. Unless there's a really cute, like, 11-year-old as... Oh, God. As, what if I trip her? You know, I'm going to have Polly guns. Pockets or something. Ugh. Yeah. Does Polly Pocket <laughs> have a horse, too? Why does everybody have horses? I don't know. No, I don't know. But no, I think you'd be competitive in the costume class. Mm-hmm. Competitive. I'm hoping to lose 10 pounds and you can really oh, strap please. me into that corset. Just like, oh. You don't... Okay. Let's... <laughs> we're not going to do that. That's like... Okay. All right, so I just mentioned PCPA, so let's go there. Okay, let's go there. All right. Because they've got some good stuff coming up. They do. Um, But the numbers aren't going to be so great for them. So they have five male playwrights, one female playwright. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, I'm wrong. It's actually six male playwrights. (laughs) Sorry. But still (laughs) one female. Okay. Uh, Yeah. But still, one they have a they have a huge season. I mean, they have yeah, a really they do, well. they do like ten shows. They do a lot of shows. So, yeah, because I'm not counting some of the the student right. sh- shows that'll be like under, okay, uh, act okay characters okay. fifty four male characters forty five hey, female characters. That's pretty good. Pretty, though. pretty good, and so many roles too. Yeah, I like that. Um. Two male directors, one female director, and then some that haven't been announced yet. Okay, so there were sure. some, there are like three or four here that haven't been announced. 
Uh, but like, let's take uh, Peter Pan that I just saw. Oh as yeah, example. and it's still showing for like three more days. So if this podcast goes up before the twenty third, you can still see Peter Pan. Uh, they took. See, I always underestimate their ability to upend the gender and racial dynamics mm. of a text. Because mm. I was thinking like Peter Pan. Uh, <laughs> I do remember you were a little like the pickaninnies. Yeah. The pickaninnies. <laughs> I don't even Hello? I don't even know what that is, but you that, say that word and it makes me uncomfortable. Pickaninny. It should. The pickaninnies were a derogatory racial term for African Americans. That That's exactly what global. it sounds like. Yeah. It oh my god! I didn't even know that bad. for real, and you just said that, and, and I thought of an uncomfortable word for like people of color. It, it's weirder than that, though, because the Pickaninnies in Peter Pan, as written by J.M. Barry, uh, were were Native Americans, right? So it's like doesn't even it's not even consistent in its own racism. Yeah. <laughs> it's super weird. So they got they chucked that right out the window, and then they have Good. the brave girls. So they nice. really upended it, yeah. and they used um, uh, one of their company members blanking on her name, but uh, she does a lot of choreography and acting there. Like Fuchs, I think is her last mm. name, mm-hmm. um, and. She she played sort of the the um, head of the brave girls. So she took Tiger Lily's character and pulled it in with the in the original text was the the chief the chief right. So that was interesting. Okay, yeah. So that and then they're going to do Shakespeare in Love, which has twenty two male characters, but some of them are playing women. See, we yeah we don't know where that's going because they have. I no, I did. Th- I did this based on the count. They have a cast announcement, so twenty-two male characters, seven female characters. Do we count it if they're playing women? Like if they're playing genuine women, not like they're playing drag queens, yeah. which we understand are not. I mean, I guess it yeah, is. You're still putting men like, on stage. No, but in, in Shakespeare and Love, there's a lot of. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that once we've seen it because it's a little confusing the way it's written because people double up like it'll be an actor who then plays Gertrude right you know so I'm gonna count that as a man there's so much gender swapping in this season oh my god I love it and then but then in the wolves which is the oh that's the one that's the one that's the one and I and PCPA has already popped up pictures on their Instagram and so on of the 10, the all-female 10 women cast learning how to play soccer, legit yes. soccer. Yes, I love soccer. that. Because not only is it, is it a play about women, it's a play about women being athletes. Like, yeah. hello. Yeah, get on the field. Seriously. Yeah. Let the girls that. play. Yeah, exactly. Title nine. <laughs> Hashtag let the girls play. <laughs> yeah. Um, let them shine under title nine. Do you know what my job is at the shelter? I pick up all the bags of trash and throw them over my head into the dumpster because I, as like a 35-year-old woman, am the one who can pick them up and heave them over my head and throw them in the the, garbage. Of all the humans working at the cat shelter... I'm the You're one the who's like, yeah, one. I can lift that. I'm the beast of bourbon, and I don't... Got, are you Did kidding you, me? You just said you were the beast of bourbon. That is also true. <laughs> Which that's is not amazing. false. It's not false. I actually played on a softball <laughs> team called the Beast of Bourbon. Oh, that's probably why you said that's it. That's probably why. Yeah. Is there another way to say it? What are we? Yeah. No. That's that's, that's what right. you say. That's right. right. That's the what Beast you say. Beast of Bourbon. 
<laughs> so that's the wolves, which is coming up. When is that? I can't wait. Uh, uh, March. Gosh, March-ish, a March. Marchish. And then they're doing uh, the Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, <laughs> which is straight up. Fu- <laughs> See, I didn't know how to count this one because I know. <laughs> because you know we have one male character who plays like all the men. Yeah. Oh, and this is interesting. When I was researching, and it is about murdering women. Yeah, or and men too. Oh, yeah, right? just about oh equality. Yeah, everyone dies. Everyone dies. Um, you know Heather Ayers, little gossipy bit. Mm-hmm. I when I was looking this up, Heather Ayers, who's play who played um, Mrs. Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney, Todd. Sweeney Todd, and she's been in a lot of things at Ensemble, and she's a real sweetheart. She originated some of the roles in A Gentleman's Guide. In the um, really, yeah. Hey, Heather. In the first Ayers. production. Hey, Heather. I was mucho impressed to find yeah, you there. Mucho impresado. Yeah. So I'm learning to speak Spanish. Can you tell? <laughs> yes, I can. Uh, so we have, um, yeah. So PCPA. So f- I feel the feminism beyond these numbers. There. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So far, I'm like very impressed with everyone we've. Yeah. Well. And we're getting, we're getting. I'm pretty to, impressed with. I'm pretty yeah, impressed. I'm pretty impressed so far. Uh, now we have PC, uh, SBCC, which has a, a smaller season than PCPA by by a lot. Uh, they have five, four shows, and they've already done. So they have three male writers, one female writer, mm-hmm. uh, sixteen male characters, twenty-one female characters. Nice. Two male directors, one... Well, that's not true. They, I mean, they have one... They have two one directors. Director. One is male, one is female. Right. It's just that they and direct a different number of shows. Exactly. I don't half of, know... Half of them are Michael Gross, half of them are Katie Laris. Yeah, so I'm sure it's Katie that's going to do significant other, but... I believe so, because Michael Gross is doing Harvey. Right. So that that wasn't up yet, so we're maybe that's... We're extrapolating yeah, based we're, on... we're making assumptions. So they have a 50 um, per- personnel, I guess you would say. Yeah, there. So, um, but you know, again, looking at these these shows, I mean, Greece may have ten female characters, which is almost half of the female characters of their entire season. Ah, uh, but it's and, like the Rockettes you know, on stage. Like yeah. it doesn't give you the representation that you want. I mean, I know that exactly. everybody was like, it's not supposed to, but if you're not seeing the feminist representation, you're looking for the wrong thing. It's like, well, yeah, don't tell me what to look for. Like I'll look for what I want to see. And what I want to see is feminist representation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the vibe, you know, isn't getting us there to that, to maybe, you know, so, the, these, this was, yeah, this one is a little different. Although they, they do have well, more balance between their directing. Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, we've talked about yeah. ad nauseum. Yeah. We don't need to. But we yeah, I, I do feel like when you're like, we have 21 females to 17 males. It's like, yeah, but is that the roles that you want to give women? Right. Like, that's not the beauty school voice that they, that right. I want to see them have. Right. Like, Right. And they're just throwing more women to the slaughter at that point. And that's not, that ain't cool. So what do we extrapolate from all this data? So much data. So much data. Wait, what's coming up with SBCC? Harvey? Harvey is next. Okay. How's the... That was a female playwright. That's a female playwright. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. So I don't know. What do you take away from this? It looks like people are trying. Yeah. I would say... Um, there's an effort for the most part to kind of 
integrate female voices. But I think, you know, there's another test they do <laughs> that's kind of like, how is there at least a five-minute scene where women talk and they don't talk about men? It's called the Bechtel test. Bechtel test, right. And you know why I know that? <laughs> no. Because Out of the Box Theater Company is oh. doing a play by Bechtel. Oh, right. Fun Home, based on Bechtel's I didn't know uh, that. graphic novel of the same name, that which was then made into a Tony Award-winning Broadway play about yeah. a young girl's uh, coming of age as a, a lesbian right. woman, right. a comic book artist person. Was I was looking for the, for the name of the, whatever, <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know what it is. I didn't know a that. Graphic artist. Is there graphic coming artist. of age as a graphic artist? Graphic, graphic novelist. Graphic novelist. And Beast of Bourbon also. You know. <laughs> but no, what I was thinking there is, that's amazing. I didn't know that was she. And maybe I should have included Out of the Box in my analysis. And I feel dumb now. No, no, no. It's actually, it's interesting because <laughs> one thing, so I talk, you know, obviously Samantha Eve is a friend yeah. of the podcast right. and mm -hmm. she runs out of the box. And as much as we sold out American Idiot yes. and all of this, like it was, it was hard for her because she said, you know, I'm just putting forth one more play that is written by men. The yeah. music's by men. It's very, it's punk rock, which is a very like male forward True. sort of art form. Like the women who are part of punk rock are, are pretty stripped of, of, uh, traditional femininity. Oh, I'm going to send you some articles by Dick Hebdige about okay. punk women. Yeah. So interesting. I'm he, all about punk women. Here. It's such a, really? Yeah. It's such an interesting concept to like see a mm -hmm. genre in which, us one certain gender is like stripped of the traditional, but I mean, still anyway, in such anyway. a healthy way. Like, at least he, I think so. He says she, the, I'm going to summarize Dick Hebdige. Uh, he, that, that, hashtag the punk women, <laughs> that the women, punk women assault the concept of the male gaze. They're yeah. issuing an assault on the concept I of the I love that. Yeah. I do, because Same. a big part of... Okay, so when I was a teenager, I was all about being a punk chick. No. Yeah. I can't believe that. Oh, my God. That. It's shocking, right? <laughs> at any rate, like, it, my the thing that I noticed that I thought was so interesting was that, you know, at, the, at a punk show, you have the pit, and everybody spins around, and they shove each other, and they kick yeah. each other, and whatever. And, you know, it's mostly men and dudes. I mean, I won't say men. Yeah. I'm going to say dudes. <laughs> <laughs> who are, you know, clomping around in there. But every once in a while, a woman gets in there. And to their credit, I guess, I don't, I don't know yeah. if there's a question mark there. The men generally, when I would jump into the pit, they would pull me out. They okay. would pull me out, you know, and they put their arm up like, oh, we don't want anybody to get hurt. And that's a big part of the, the pit, right, is you don't yeah. want people to actually get hurt because you want to get arrested. But like... But as soon as, like, women get in there, like, the bitches who get in the pit are the bitches that you better watch out for because they're tough. Like, they're tough. Like, they're running around and they're socking people. Yeah. So it's very interesting that that yeah. is very much, like, it is an assault. It's like an actual say, literal assault. You know what? You would love Dick Hepdige, by the way. By I the do way. love Dick He's British. Hepdige. And it's, like. No, it's, I'm in. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um. <laughs> I'm thinking okay, about back on track. Hebdige, back on track. And now I'm I'm gone. <laughs> I'm it's I'm over somewhere else. Where? Okay, am okay, I? okay. Back to oh, so back to what I was saying was about uh, American Where, Idiot. It was okay. that Sam was like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, I really wish that I could put forth more. Yeah. 
But a lot of times, you know, you need something to sell. And if it's popular and it happens to be my men. Right. Right. Exactly. And now what's exciting is like, I think we're getting a glimpse into the commercial popularity of, uh, as our, as our audiences begin to change, you know, their tastes change. And so there's a lot more enthusiasm and pocketbooks going out for, Mm -hmm. uh, people of color and women and all they who have been not rep- I feel like if you're not on a street sign, you need a play. Ooh, I like you know? that. You need a play. I like that. You know? I think you're right, that if you don't have a street sign, you do deserve a play. That's right. And um, if we were to apply the Bechtel test, right? I think that is a limited... Oh, I think it's super limited. I think it's as limited as the idea of... A, of you know, when we do a very, like, precursory look at, like, numbers of characters. Because as we discovered in this conversation, like, you may have, like, 10 to 15 female to male, but 10 of those male roles may be, like, very feminist forward and really, like, supporting bigger female roles. So it is is difficult to look at it by the numbers. And the Bechdel test, which, if you don't know, is if you, you put two women in a scene and they need to talk about something other than a man for you know, like the whole scene, like three yeah. minutes or something. Yeah. Which, you know. Doesn't happen. It do- well, <laughs> but I would say that, like, that's not even a yeah. good rule because yeah. you can have a very feminist forward play. Mm-hmm. And, like, what if they're what if they're talking about their relationships with women? Like, yeah. it doesn't make it any better. Right. Like, or if you just, like, disregard that altogether, like, I don't think that talking about your relationship necessarily, like, makes you not a feminist. Like, feminists still have relationships with people, like... Yeah. women and men, romantic and non-romantic. Maybe, like, I don't think that that's bad. Yeah, like, I. so it's almost like the, the latent assumption there is that we should be more like men or <laughs> when we're, when when our scripts resemble those of, of men mm-hmm. conversing about, I don't know, their job or who's taller or whatever it's right. about, uh, that, that, that that's equality. And that's, that's not really the idea. It's not. I really look at it in terms of like alphas and betas. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you can have characters who are alphas. They're the ones who like have a lot of agency and they mm-hmm. go after shit. And I think that that in terms of our culture has genuinely been associated with, with the men of the culture. Yeah. But I think that's not the case anymore. And I think that you just have like the alphas that have the agency and then you have the betas who kind of like are support roles. And... Yeah. They don't need to be male. They don't need to be female. We're at a point where you believe it either way. Yeah, and it's really about looking at this. I mean, I in in my idea of feminism, it's really about looking not at individual agents, but but understanding how the system of society is structured such in such a way. And right. and you might have to do that with an all male cast. I mean, as oh, far as I'm definitely. Concerned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think that there are certainly plays with that are all female that maybe don't pass the Bechdel test. But like are the women? Very Have you ever seen the women? I have. Oh, it's great. It's great, but it totally would fail the Bechdel test because it's about women. Um, Claire Luce was the playwright. Oh, and they exclusively talk about their relationships. So, but it's great. It's so great. Right. Or like we were talking about Pride and Prejudice, yeah. you know, or Vanity Fair. Like they do a lot of talking about relationships it, and Pride and Prejudice, it, but it's, it's not necessarily 
emphasizes the the script of the woman's sort of trajectory in life, especially when she has to be of a certain class, right. as marriage and sort of stability in what you have yeah. to do. I think it's a very simplified way yeah. to begin to look at feminist representation, yeah. and I think that you have to look at it it's as a problematic concept. Whenever we open the door, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. It's more interesting to me, as I've revealed, as just the same old problem. Not that I don't think the white male problem is kind of interesting, but I. It's not that it's not interesting. It's just that it's very like it's all that we see. Yeah, exactly. And And yeah, yeah. I mean, Uh, we want to hear we want to hear other voices. We live with other voices. We know that other voices exist. We do not live in a world that is. Let's let's talk about some little around town casting gossip though oh i got something exciting did you hear it too yes and i want to just flash back to when you and i visited dos pueblos high school's theater oh department and, and we knew it and immediately a little scene and we were like who's that guy who is he a visiting artist from like the touring production did they hire him from new york what is going like, on what's going on so go ahead and I was actually talking to Clark Sayer because he has put out an album and I was interviewing him about his album Uh, and uh, it was during like the after school hours like three to four or whatever and so the drama kids are in there and they're doing scenes and they've got a thing coming up and I was actually there when he announced it Nolan Montgomery who was the lead in Newsies at Dos Pueblos said hey everybody I got a call back to Blake Connor in Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, uh, amazing. Mic drop. I mean, we uh, were believable. In this family, we were excited when we got tickets to <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. Right. That was like dancing around the living room right, yes. worthy. So, a callback. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, words. Speechless. Not, not happening. Speechless. So, that's so, so cool. And congratulations. And I'm on his third. And I. Don't want to jinx it anyway, yeah. but so everyone out there, you have to like knock on wood and yeah. chant and Good vibes. burn sage, maybe? I don't but, know. Whatever you do, whoever, whichever deity you believe brings the good Presents vibes, at Christmas. Um, bring them. Yeah. Bring the vibes. Bring them for our Go Nolan. home, hometown. Amazingly talented. He is very talented. Yeah. And I think and that he's got a, a bright future. Sweetheart. Oh, and he's very, sweet. very sweet. Yes. Yeah. All I right. like him a lot. Excellent. Very good. Hey, Maggie. Hey. What are you looking forward to seeing in the couple of weeks coming up? Well... I am looking forward to the wolves. I got to say, that's yeah. going to be a highlight of my yes. spring for sure. And yeah. obviously Fun Home. I'm really looking forward to that. The music is amazing. And yeah. the whole concept is very beautiful and sad and modern and fresh. And Yeah. So I like that. Um, what else am I looking forward to? Those are my two main. Those are like my two top two list. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, gosh, I don't... I, I definitely want to see the wolves. Yeah. I think that's probably... A one for me right now, as in terms of what's coming up. Yeah, uh, I will enjoy the magic flute. I always love that. Sure. Uh, and speaking of that, Lit Moon is doing a sort of reunion. Right. And they're there. producing all of their sort of latest works. So they're doing yeah. Humbug, which is another interesting uh, placement yeah. of a female in right. a you know generically male role like we have uh nina playing 
Scrooge. Yeah, that'll be And fun. she's brilliant. So if you get a chance to see that I'm at that on center Friday. stage. Oh, yeah. great. No, it's going to be. And they're doing a dollhouse again. They're doing a dollhouse again. And yeah, so that's all good. It's all good there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But Thank yeah, you. I know January is a little slow. Yeah. Yeah. Post. Post holiday, <laughs> it's the long Monday in the theater world. The entire month of January is a yeah. Monday. Yeah, yeah. Theater's closed. Yeah, El Teatro está cerrado. Oh, you are showing off now. <laughs> you like that? You yeah, like that? I do. I do. I <laughs> growing as a person. <laughs> okay, Maggie. So, uh, I've loved this convo, the steep it's dive. Been fun. We got to do another one of these, but with a different concept. Slammed like the race race maybe or quote race <laughs> because i don't believe in that that's for dogs or something that's a terrible concept i hate it okay sorry that's okay i hate the concept of purebred dogs okay cool so we're on the same page all right so we'll see you all uh no we'll never see you we will never see you radio. but you will hear us <laughs> in 2019 if we're not dead by then no we won't Happy holidays, everybody. Happy New Year.